0: And welcome back for another special edition—the most special edition this year of the Variant Cast because it's the last episode of the Variant Cast this year. I'm here in person. We're in with person Trent. again, and we got a, a bit better of a setup. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully the audio is going to be a bit better. It's going to be overall a bit smoother of an experience. Yeah, uh, but we got. If you're you're watching from YouTube, we got multiple camera angles again. Say hi, Trent. Yeah, we got the
1: three cam setup. What's up, guys?
0: <laughs> the three cam setup. Uh, so we're gonna be doing some awards. This is the end of the year awards show, so I hope you stay tuned for all of those. To start though, uh, we are gonna get into a bit of news. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy, but just some rumors. Rumors going around on the on the streets, like uh, like a diehard prequel featuring a young John McCain. What? Is in the works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do we know who's playing him?
0: Uh, it's, this is just the streets. The streets are talking that it's in the works. That is all we have so far. Okay, uh, but I imagine it'll just you know maybe they'll just de-age him. <laughs> well,
1: I think, uh, I think Bruce Willis. It's Bruce Willis, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Unbreakable. Yeah, I think that he's he's not doing so hot these days. Yeah. So um, I think that. I, Uh, Who knows? Maybe they'll sell his. Maybe he'll. They'll use his likeness, and then just that'll be the first. That'll be the first fully AI generated voice.
0: (laughs) I can totally see that. uh, Like an actor that's just like done with acting. Just like yeah, sure. Here's my likeness for seven million dollars. Yeah. Well, (laughs)
1: it was already rumored that he sold his likeness to like some agency or something because he's like so that his family could keep making money off of him like his making movies like him making movies and like he's all like okay with it i'm pretty sure but yeah that's yeah, very interesting
0: yeah a lot of people get into like the morality of it it's like oh should we be reviving him? but i say if especially if they're willing to sign it over if i was a famous actor i'd be like yeah sure i want to be in movies 100 years from now why yeah. not
1: <laughs> yeah definitely
0: um like might as well just like preserve it all i got all i got in this planet's a legacy yeah uh, so let's let's let it cook um then adam driver said uh he's done playing kylo ren in star wars quote uh they're doing stuff but not with me <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing anymore <laughs> okay there so he, he's on his hayden christensen arc did you say kylo did he say you'd specifically ask kylo though he More said if he comes back as Ben Solo. He saying is done playing Kylo Ren in Star Wars is what the headline says. Uh, these are all just rumors. So who knows? Yeah. But they're credible rumors. And I mean, that's a quote. So.
1: Yeah, I did hear him uh, probably uh, on that same press junket. He said that like he like poured everything that he had into into Kylo. And you could really like we talked about it on our last yeah. Jedi episode. You could really see him just going all out with that performance. Yeah. And uh, I I think that, I mean, it's it's fine the way the way it left off. But um, if he wants to come back, I wouldn't mind seeing some more Ben Solo.
0: Yeah, no, 100 percent. I think it's uh, I think it's a shame, but it's just another example of the Star Wars machine. It has a formula, takes actors, spits them out. And then in 10 years, we'll all celebrate him yeah. uh, and he'll come back and it'll be like a cool moment. Uh, For the people that grew up with those films. And we'll just do this over and over again until the end of time. Yep. Uh,
1: Star Wars movies will never go
0: away. Nope. Uh, Christopher Nolan uh, is in the news for something other than uh, making movies. He uh, said that there's no superhero science fiction film coming out these days where I don't
1: see Zack Snyder's influence. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting take, but I see where he's coming from. I do, yes. And I feel like it. It is like after Man of Steel, there was like there was a sense of like, okay, we gotta we gotta like tie this like not as in sense of like having me be dark and gritty, but it needs to be like grounded in reality, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I mean that's tough though because it's like I don't think there's a single Zack Snyder in. Imp- Zack Snyder film where you don't see like Sam Raimi influence yeah it's just like it's silly to like attribute some of that stuff like he he took it and tweaked it but yeah I mean I I assume that this question was just like asked because Rebel Moon was coming out yeah uh, and someone asked him a question about Zack Snyder so like I'm not reading too much into it it's not like he's championing,
1: championing him around and I'm sure that or I'm, I'm pretty sure that Christopher Nolan like had like supervision over the man of steel script Oh, okay. when they were making because like there was still a possibility that Christopher Nolan was going to do more in the DC stuff mm-hmm. back because that was right after the dark Knight trilogy ended and then they were weren't sure where they were going to take it and I think that he helped he helped make man of steel a little bit like he he helped develop the script a little bit and uh helped get the movie off the ground but Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the best Zack Snyder movie. So, yeah. Kind of wish he did more. Yeah. uh, Because there definitely is, like, Man of Steel, I think, had a decent blueprint for, like, at least a somewhat interesting universe. I think, yeah. At the end of the day, it ended up not being super interesting because just plot points didn't come to fruition and Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But I think it was set up to be interesting. Yeah. I don't think the movie was particularly amazing or anything, but like it doesn't have to be. Yeah, It's probably the best Superman movie in a minute because I know a lot of those ones in the night. I, d- I haven't seen them all, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, but Avengers versus X-Men is being considered by Marvel Studios. I imagine everything's being considered by Marvel Way Studios. Soon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that this was one of the things where they were like, what if we did this? And somebody yeah. was like, and then someone leaked that what if like oh it's being considered
0: yeah uh, I could definitely see it though especially if Deadpool does well um, it seems like that of all things we are set up for the X Men universe colliding with yeah. the MCU
1: we need way more we need way more depth with the X Men characters I feel like like it would be kind, it would just like kind of be boring honestly I mean it wouldn't be boring but like it would be kind of just like unoriginal if they just took the original. X-Men cast with professor with with uh Sir Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman and then just made them fight the Avengers, you know.
0: Are you saying you're not interested in seeing the X-Men fight Falcon?
1: I mean, Falcon and Captain America? But like Captain America is I'm saying that <laughs> just to bring them back just to just to have them fight for like for what reason? Like we don't know like we don't know the plot points yet, but like that just seems like it's just more like cameo for
0: stuff. sure. But I think that what they're trying to do is just not have a flop. Yeah. And how do you not have a flop? you You'd probably make paying Chris Evans a shit ton of money and have like some Wolverine claws fucking collide with the shield in the trailer like that probably going to do OK. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. But they could that's just true. make a
0: good movie as well. That's also an <laughs> yeah. Option.
1: Because it was also rumored that they're that they're starting development on a young Avengers movie. It's been a rumor for four years. I know, but like this, was, this was like like okay, we're getting it off the ground now. Right, right.
0: <laughs> this is the time the Young Avengers is actually going to happen. Yeah, right here. Uh, there was is most of them. Uh, Avengers Secret Wars is shaping up to be two films. A source uh, says it's a giant five hour movie with a year long intermission.
1: So, Infinity War and Endgame.
0: So, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Quentin Tarantino didn't make his Star Trek movie because uh, he didn't want it to be his final film. Yeah. Would have been, quote, hard R.
1: Yeah. I, I saw this too. Um, you know, Tarantino, famous for, only, for always saying that he's only going to do 10 movies. So uh, he's like, <laughs> I'm doing 10 movies and then I'm out. So Hey. Uh, you got to respect it. You got to respect one of the goats. But uh, would have loved to see a Star, a Star Trek movie with uh, <laughs> directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, would have this... also loved to see the new Justified series directed by Quentin Tarantino, but that didn't happen either. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh,
0: this is a, uh, something that came down uh, after we filmed the last one, but it's been a minute. Uh, James Gunn says cameo porn is one of the worst things in recent superhero hero films. Mm-hmm. If a character is in a film, they don't have a, re- and they have to have a reason to be there, story-wise was his point? Yeah. Uh, and I think he does that really well. Uh, but this this quote was obviously taken and put next to him saying that the Flash was like the best superhero movie he's ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously a bit contradictory.
1: Yeah, kind sure. of like a little bit, a little bit concerning. I feel like not concerning but like a little bit like oh so i i mean we have all know that james gunn always just like talks to the fans and tries to like i feel like he tries to he tries to uh like calm fans down as much as he can that's why he keeps saying like oh we cast this person as as superman we cast this person as as lois lane like trying to be transparent with the with the fans of being like no this is Like, this is how we're doing things and, uh, don't, don't get mad, but this is like, this is what we're doing. But like, then he just goes on and says something like that. But then it's like, I watched the flash. We watched the flash.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Why why
1: was Wonder Woman there? Like, like I get, like, maybe I get the, the, like the stuff with the other Superman's, like the horrible CGI stuff. Maybe that makes sense. But like. To say that, like the Wonder Woman cameo and the Batman cameo, like the the, like I guess the whole fight scene in the beginning just just did not need to be there.
0: Yeah, it's it's really contradictory to that movie in particular. Yeah. I would say though at the actual like James Gunn directed movies. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, they all good. he's speaking facts
1: there and i saw Uh, people try to say that like the guardians movies like the cameos were bad like the david hasselhoff one and like and it was like no those (laughs) served purpose in the story yeah like those all meant like david hasselhoff was like like a a a past of peters and saying like he was his dad so like that made sense or what was the other one like sylvester stallone wasn't even a cameo; he was just straight up had a role in the movie (laughs) yeah
0: yeah no the like even when you think about like the holiday special with Kevin Bacon, like it was very much like a like the it was the whole story, and he plays with that really well. I think honestly, from you know where it's set up, as long as he is actually in control, um, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. However, I can see it getting ugly. I kind of just wish he'd stop talking to fans. Like yeah.
1: Just, A little just bit. Just to go off grid.
0: Yeah, just like until Superman comes out, and you could be like, okay, this is the product that I'm going to be bringing. Uh stop just talking about the product that you're going to be bringing because I don't know, I don't care personally. And I it know just people do. Gives but...
1: people more like people just twist your words, whatever you say. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he he's got to understand at this point. The only people that actually like follow him are the people that don't really like him. Yeah. Like I don't follow everything James Gunn says. I'm a big James Gunn fan, though. Uh, I don't agree with everything he says, and I don't hang on every word that he says. Yeah. Uh, he's just got to just gotta shut up a little bit. Uh, and...
1: Like, I still remember when he said that Adam Warlock was not showing up in Volume 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, Adam Warlock will not be introduced in Guardians 3 right after 2 came out. I was like, sure sure enough. Uh,
0: A few things that also came through. Uh, Mandalorian Season 4 is being turned into a movie, apparently. That's a rumor. Streets, maybe. How long ago was that? Uh, 21 days ago. Okay, I think that was debunked. That was debunked. Yeah. Don't worry about it then. (laughs) We're moving on. This one was not debunked, though. Uh, Dwayne Johnson will star in his first A24 film, directed by (laughs) Benny Safdie. The Let's film go. will be a drama that follows MMA fighter Mark Kerr during his peak era in the UFC as he struggles with addiction, winning, and love. That could be good. It probably will be good. It's an A twenty four biopic. It's gonna be like a automatic. This might
1: be exactly what Dwayne Johnson needs. He doesn't need this for his image right now. Like he's just like Black Adam. He's like he he. he like he's larger than himself at this point. The a lot of the DC stuff with,
0: um, like with the did hurt his image a lot. Like yeah. his, I don't know, like his everyman rankings, where uh, he was kind of like a, a bit of an internet darling or I guess movie darling, whatever. Um, but his act has kind of gotten a bit old, yeah. And he's got to reinvent himself. And I think doing a more serious film like this, like it kind of reminds me of um, when Adam Sandler did Uncut Gems, right? Mm-hmm. His, that was his first A24 film. Yeah, um, It's kind of becoming a little bit of a playbook, you know? If yeah. you, if you uh, are a struggling actor and you just need some, you know, more cred, just do a quick A24 film. Yeah. Boom. It's Definitely. like... Uh and then uh, adding on to a bit earlier, uh Adam Driver says his uh Kylo Ren arc was overhauled, which we all kind of expected. Uh he was originally supposed to be uh most committed to the dark side by the end. Yeah, I and like that too. It definitely feels like that's what Ryan Johnson was building to. Uh like almost like by the end of the trilogy it would have been like, Kylo Ren was the big bad, which yeah. we've never gotten a Star Wars movie. Uh, it's always been... Getting redeemed. Getting redeemed. That's, like, a, a common theme. So that would have been, I think, continuing with the theme, theme of subverting expectations. Everyone expected Kylo Ren to be redeemed, and yeah. he ended up being redeemed by the end of uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. Or not Last Jedi, uh, Rise of Skywalker. I always butcher that because it's a stupid name. Uh <laughs> and yeah it's it we we talked enough about that if you're interested in our thoughts on the last jedi go and watch that episode but it's it's just tough to read stuff like that knowing it probably would have been better but hey yeah uh james gunn says he has watched joker 2 and given notes he also heard a pitch for the batman 2 uh but no script yet
1: Thanks, James Gunn. Yeah. He also says
0: <laughs> uh, it was Matt Reeves' decision to keep uh, the Batman out of the DCU. Uh, quote, it's his choice, and we respect <laughs>
1: that. <laughs> so what we all expected. So what we all suspected. Yeah. Uh, cool.
0: Uh, so that's going to be uh, pretty much all of the rumors in the streets, what they're saying right now. Uh, interesting point in Hollywood as we come out of the strikes and into 2024 uh where it kind of feels like the wild west there yeah isn't a you know juggernaut anymore there's no marvel dc conglomerate uh or marvel disney conglomerate that is just you know every big release is a marvel or D- dc or superhero thing yeah it's not like that anymore uh yeah m- superhero fatigue which had been talked about for 10 years, uh, is finally here, it seems. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see how studios respond.
1: Yeah. And I hope that uh, this year showed studios that if enough love and cares is brought to the characters and the plot of the movie, that um, people will go see it. Whether it be Barbie or Oppenheimer or uh, Killers of the Flower Moon or anatomy of the fall, uh, a- any of them, like it, if people make good movies, people will want to go see them and word of mouth. I feel like it's huge because like, we are all like, I feel like a lot, a lot of times we're focused on like the first number, like the first, the first weekend, the opening opening weekend numbers. But, uh, I feel like a lot of movies this year had a lot of legs and uh made a lot of money, not on opening weekend and hopefully studios start making more movies like that.
0: I think we that's dead on with the uh, with the internet now. Uh more than ever, you're seeing word of mouth is gonna carry these movies. Uh-huh. Uh so having good public perception on the internet does matter. It's not like the end all be all because uh worldwide markets are completely different than domestic markets. But for the domestic market, uh you saw the effects that the internet had on Barbie, Oppenheimer. On all of those movies. Like, think about without the Barbieheimer, is how does Oppenheimer do financially? Like that that's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh we think of it as like this big hit, because uh, it was, but it didn't do as well as Barbie. Yeah. Uh, and without that, is it just kind of a does it make money? Because that movie was advertised pretty, pretty hard. Uh and when you there's that advertising is not cheap. So It'll be interesting to see how studios tackle uh, just perception. Uh, I'm most interested, obviously, in Marvel because they are most in the in the dumps right now. Uh, So they have to figure something out Uh, and we'll see if they do that. But let's talk about some of our awards for the year. Yeah, it is the end of 2023, which means we're going to look back on the best and the worst and the etc. of twenty twenty three as we get closer to twenty twenty four. I think this is probably gonna come out like day before New Year's or on New Year's. Yep,
1: New Year's Eve. Look at that.
2: So
0: uh I you good chance you're listening to this in 2024. Yep. How's the future looking? Let us know in the comments. But how we're gonna do this is we got 16 categories. Uh each of us is allowed to veto um as much as we want, really. Yeah. But we're gonna take turns, uh, picking a category in no particular order, just whatever we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna take it. We're gonna tell the other, hey, this is the winner. If they disagree, they could veto and then we'll have to come to a decision together. But uh, if there's no veto, then that is the winner. That is how we're doing it. Uh, nice and simple. And uh this it's a great honor. Uh if you if you're listening and uh you win best actor. Um be sure to wear please that with out. pride. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Please reach out. Please uh, come on the pod. I think,
0: <laughs> I think we know who's going to win best actor, but <laughs> why don't we just get that out of the way? I'll go first. I'm taking best actor. Uh, and it, I feel like it's only right. This being the uh, jaw fan club that mm-hmm. uh, it goes to Jeremy Allen. White. Yep. Uh, I haven't actually seen iron clock yet, but I will. And I have seen the bear season two. Yeah. And if there's one guy that's, sh- that, like it it's only right best actor uh the variant cast yeah, variant awards cast, best actor best actor it's gotta be jeremy allen white so yeah.
1: hard agreed agree on that <laughs>
0: <laughs> so jeremy your your award will be in the mail uh make sure you uh pay for the postage on that because i'm not going to yep. uh and yeah uh, if you want to reach out come on the pod let us know i'm sure i'm sure you're
1: listening to this right now so oh, yeah 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 um, so do I pick a, t- so I pick a category and then, and, and the, what I want? Yeah. Who I, yeah. I
0: just... just grab one and uh, say it I'll take turns here.
1: So I will pick animated movie of the year. Okay. And I'm going to give it to TMNT. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, uh, mainly because I don't know.
1: I, it seems like, yeah, it, Like. A whole movie like yeah like spider-verse like spider-verse is great that's also but it's also two and a half hours team nt nice hour 45 minute movie F- like really compact story really great uh really great animation mm-hmm. like new animation style and uh yeah animated movie of the year from variant cast goes to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem.
0: Uh, I feel like we haven't talked about that movie too much. I just want to say, like with that movie, it's I think it's the best TNMT product. Yeah. It, I think it's awesome that uh it got reintroduced to audiences and it's a good portrayal of yeah. the material. Uh and I'm really stoked to see uh kind of how that looks going forward. So
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh I I'm totally cool if they want to do sequels and stuff uh for that. So yeah uh now i think i will take let's see here i'll take worst v f x okay because uh, i think that one is uh is obvious i'm gonna go to the the solo cam for this one because i
2: i gotta i gotta have a little have a little moment here as i as i get close in here um the flash
0: Has the worst VFX, not only of 2023, but 2022 of 2021. I'll give it to him, the 2020s. The Flash is your winner for worst VFX of the 2020s. (laughs) That wasn't even the category, but uh, I would have given them a pass if the director didn't come out and say it was intentional. Yeah. That upset me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, obviously, there was parts of the movie that were supposed to be kind of blurry because of the speed force. I get that. That's understandable, but we're not stupid, and there is time where people just look like rubber. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of time where people just look like rubber. yeah and you can't defend that with speed
1: force yeah i i I agree it was it was just it was just bad i'd never want to think about that movie again <laughs> every time I, I i think about that movie i was like oh yeah that did exist that did game. I, I did watch on. that yeah <laughs> um okay so i'm going to do breakthrough star 2023 Ooh, okay and i'm going to give it to no hard feelings actor andrew barth feldman okay okay <laughs> Uh, one of my best, or one of the my favorite performances of the year. Uh, he was really great in it, and uh, I think he's only been in one or two movies. Um, Broadway guy. Yeah, broad, big Broadway guy. Um, big, a big just Star Wars nerd in general. Big. Uh, he he loves pop culture. Uh, there's a I listened Or there's another podcast called Podcast The Ride, and uh, he did an episode of that with them, and it was really funny.
0: Oh yeah shout out Andrew uh, andrew barth feldman barth feldman uh he did the rendition of man-eater um in the movie i have listened to that like three times outside of the movie yeah uh, i genuinely just that's such an awesome performance uh reminds me of like the forgetting sarah marshall scene uh where he does the little musical number but better like yeah. better executed um because you know well broadway little broadway to him yeah Love that. Uh, so then we have
2: a few here. I just wanted to real quick take a look at these options. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go and take action
0: movie of the year. So we have a movie of the year, animated movie of the year, comedy movie of the year. We're not going to be awarding any movie two of them um because there definitely could be some of those but if they win one we're just taking that category uh so the action movie of the year uh it's been a rough year for superhero movies but gotta give it to guardians of the galaxy volume three yeah it's a culmination a well-written culmination has probably the best antagonist um in a marvel movie in some time for me I really like the high evolutionary he's just evil uh but he has like a motive that at least makes sense to me uh for yeah. like a you know omni being that's like a god uh and he is a god to these creatures cuz he created them but he's like an artificial god it's it's a cool it's a cool character yeah. uh and all of the elseworld stuff is super cool uh and I just, it's just full of heart uh and you can watch it and like feel something no matter if you've even seen the first two movies but you probably have seen the first two movies and because of that uh all of the scenes with rocket really resonate you're just waiting on the edge of your seat for like that moment that uh is gonna make you cry uh and you just like feel like you're kind of on the edge of your emotions the entire movie yeah uh until it ends and you feel all warm so I love those type of movies and the fact that you're able to wrap it into this cute action superhero heist thing. Uh, It was really fun. Uh, I think I don't know how to rank the Guardians movies because I love volume two. I love volume three. You know, the first one's obviously great. So as a trilogy, uh, capping it off. uh, Couldn't really ask for anything more from James Gunn there.
1: Yeah. Just uh, an all-around great movie. Uh, The hallway fight scene in particular, great. Set to uh, no sleep till Brooklyn. Uh, Yeah, love it. Great auction movie. Yeah. So uh, next category is biggest waste of time (laughs) of the year. So uh, let's be honest. Marvel has been great this year. We've said that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and select Ant-Man for this one. And I'll tell you why, yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you why, yeah, because now looking back on it, now with all the Jonathan Major stuff mm. that movie is probably a waste of time if you watch it from now on that's yeah, doesn't have very good visual effects, probably up there with 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 the flash I, uh, in my in my personal opinion, and um not quite as bad, but uh, it's up there, but um yeah, I just think it's a I, I just think it's a it's a waste of time. <laughs> Paul Redd is fun in it, but everything else waste of time.
0: That is uh yeah, I I think it's not what I would have put up there like two months ago for sure, but with the context we have now, with it definitely seems like they're just abandoning the Kang storyline. Yeah. Uh what's the point of watching this movie? If you're doing like a rewatch of the MCU, it's getting to the point where you have to cut movies out. Yeah. Uh, if you want to like be able to watch them, and obviously you're gonna watch um, all of like the Iron Mans oh. and uh, Captain America. I'm just talking like a full rewatch, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. There's no reason to include this movie in a full rewatch, and there's no real reason to include Ant Man and the Wasp in a full rewatch. Um, so it it kind of sucks. Uh, Ant Man, I think, had potential. We talked about what that movie could have been like with Edgar Wright. Um, I really just didn't have its own identity and that showed in the sequels uh, they didn't really have a place to go with it it was I get I think Ant-Man is kind of peak MCU in the sense of like everything people don't like about the MCU the quips the bland dialogue the bland uh, cinematography the mm-hmm. bland color grading. It's all on display in Ant Man most of the time. Yeah, uh, in that whole series, if you're talking about Guardians being the best trilogy uh, in the MCU, or at least I would say, I would say that uh, Ant Man is the worst trilogy in the MCU, and it sucks. But that's reality. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so then, it's time to take uh, worst series. And I guess if we're just already pi- piling on Marvel, <laughs> dear God, what were they doing with secret invasion?: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Secret invasion. Right? It's something that had been rumored for years. I remember being a 17-year-old kid uh, watching YouTube videos on theorizing who could a, who could be a scroll in the MCU? It's going to be this big, high-stakes thing of, oh what's Tony going to do when he finds out Brody's been a scroll this whole time? Uh, turns out he's not in it. Uh, it turns out it's extremely boring uh, and cost a lot of money. <laughs> it's something that they, it feels like it was a sunk cost fallacy where they put a bunch of money and resources into this idea and it's almost like, why is it here? Because... The Secret Invasion storyline should be something bigger than just a five-episode miniseries that gets just taken out. Now, obviously, they did expand upon it more in the Marvels, and I think that's what they were wanting to do: is go the Marvels or go Secret Invasion into the Marvels, into um, like just that whole story arc of Kang and the universes colliding and all of that great stuff. Yeah. It ended up not working out for them. And now they're just left with this mess of a show uh, and talking a bit more about the show. There's some okay parts. Uh, There's the first episode. It's like, wow, this is some street level Marvel. We're getting some like decent, you know, it's going to be like Samuel L. Jackson just doing like spy shit. And I was like kind of excited (laughs) first episode.
1: Yeah. It was a little slow second episode, but I'm like, okay, what are we building to? And then, and then Nick Fury goes and grabs his coat from from a secret location and his eye patch, and puts it on, and uh, and Rhodey being a sc- uh, being a scroll for like two months, like they couldn't even go as far, like they didn't even want to retcon that far back and be like, oh no, that would have messed with his with his relationship with Tony, and and that would have ruined the end game, uh, the end game final scene because Ro- because Rhodey was there, but it was like. Oh, he's only been in, he's only been there since the last TV show. It's just like, why,
0: <laughs> why even make him a
1: scroll in the yeah. first place? It's like, we all, we knew that somebody was going to be a scroll going into the show. And if you have one other act, like one other actor, aside from Samuel Jackson in the show, like people are going to like, like if freaking. uh, I guess I did kind of suspect that Martin Freeman was also a scroll, but like you just suspect that those people are scrolls.
0: Yeah, so. you suspect they're going to be on set for one day. They're <laughs> going to shoot all their scenes and they're going to be a scroll. Like, yeah, uh, Don Cheadle obviously was on set for more than one day as he was a pivotal character. Yeah. But you, you're right. It takes all the emotional weight out of it if he's only been like that off screen. Like, yeah. we don't, I can't feel betrayed by him if he's just like, oh i didn't do
1: anything like with nothing no yeah. moment that we like i i can't like look back on a roadie memory and be like oh yeah that was the scroll that was falling out of the sky in civil war or like yeah like that would have been like at least interesting or like dang uh he really did turn back into terrence howard in this in the series
0: (laughs) and i'm not gonna sit here and be all outraged to how they did maria hill because like she's in reality it's just maria hill like i shouldn't be upset but she has been there a long time yeah and it really did feel a little like just off yeah like that should have happened in an avengers movie like they should have just like maybe she like admits to fury like hey like she kind of insinuates hey i'm just just so you know i may not be who you think i am and then he's like i don't care or something like that yeah and then in the avengers movie she dies and everyone realizes and then maybe that's the thing that unites the scrolls and humans is knowing that <laughs> maria hill was, i don't know do something <laughs> uh and we got to talk about uh it could have been worse vfx if we wanted uh the final fight scene
1: yeah with the 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 Drax arm the (laughs) Drax that 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 just lives rent free in my head it's gonna live in infamy (laughs) uh like
0: everyone had the same thought like I watched it with people that aren't like huge superhero fans it's like you really couldn't get anything better than the Drax arm yeah we couldn't do a Hulk arm yeah we couldn't do like it's it, it was apparently from the battle that one battle right like
1: the yeah. big in game battle
0: did drax would drax even do
1: in that battle yeah like yeah the fact that they collected dna from every single avenger from what
2: from what
0: i wish they just <laughs> kept it a bit more constant. there's <laughs> a puddle with
1: some blood on the, with some blood in it on the ground they're like yep check that check that dna oh <laughs> uh, yep, yep we got, uh, we got a we drax got drax arm yeah we got gamora we got gamora we got her Ladies and gentlemen, we got her. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. wild um,
0: stuff. The less the less thought about that, the better. I uh, and I imagine the scroll subplot will probably be put on the back burner after the
1: Marvels. Uh yeah. man, I don't think yeah. we'll ever see Amelia Clark again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be out there. It's gonna be like, oh yeah, eventually it just faded off the serum yeah she's <laughs> back to a normal human
0: imagine she just like comes in the next time we see her, she just has the drag arm. it's like it
1: won't go back yeah <laughs> somebody help me yeah um okay so, so i will do soundtrack of the year soundtrack of the year so it's gotten uh, overexposed again so uh yeah super blurry yeah <laughs> 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 i don't know what happens halfway through there um so here. we're back here It's kind of a score as well, not necessarily soundtrack, but I'm going to go with Oppenheimer.
0: Okay. Our best soundtrack? Yeah. Uh, I watched Oppenheimer last night. I'll talk about it uh, in a sec. Uh, I guess I could talk about it here. Just talk about the score if you want to. The score's good. The score's the best part of the movie. I'll... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, it works really well uh, in terms of like scenes. Uh, in driving uh, both tension and just like emotion behind scenes, uh, yeah. a lot of the time, I think that might have gone I think we uh we might have lost camera one, but that's why we have multiple cameras. Whoa, look at that. What other podcast do you see doing that
1: self produced podcast
0: yep, mid episode switching camera shots you don't see that everywhere <laughs> uh what were we talking about we talked about the score of oppenheimer the score of oppenheimer yeah yeah so i i think yeah i i can't think of any the only other one that would come to mind would be the spider-verse soundtrack that would be the only one yeah the spider-verse would, soundtrack is also because the spider-verse soundtrack works really well with the animation yeah. um uh, like there's scenes where they will. You know, it actually interacts with the animation. And uh, I'm thinking about the first one with like the Prowler. Yeah. uh, Especially. Even
1: in like Gwen's world. Yeah. Gwen's
0: world. um, There's a lot of really good kind of just moments in that. But I'm fine with Oppenheimer uh, having best soundtrack, I think, or score. I think it was really
2: well done. Yeah. Yeah. So that would leave. Let's see what I got here. Make sure I don't butcher this uh, because this I'm going with best director. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that the answer is quite clear. This guy, this guy, all he does it's
0: just make hits. Uh, all he does is just make absolute bangers. Uh, and that's uh, Paul King. Yes. Director of Wonka, director of the Paddington movies. I, I don't think many people had high hopes for Wonka. I think it was one of those things where it's Timothy Charlemagne and it's Wonka. Both things are heavily memed in terms of the reboots of Wonka. Uh, We're not seen very favorably. And Timothy Charlemagne is, um, I mean, he's seen favorably, but he's not necessarily seen as like a great actor or anything. Uh, So that's kind of was set up. A lot of people thought that this might be a bad movie. Like this guy. This guy. Yep. But that's because they doubted the man, Paul King. I did. I did. Uh, This man can turn anything into an absolute banger give him a teddy bear give him a
1: give him a a
0: a purple purple (laughs) coat with a with a cane i stopped myself before i said
1: something give him a Uh, marmalade
0: sandwich give him a marmalade sandwich he's gonna make a great movie out of it uh
2: king
1: yeah no argument here
2: all right
1: all right so um so we'll go with best series okay um so there's a lot of good tv that i watched this year yeah um i want to say i want to say the last of us Mm. If you tell that if you want i'm thinking i'm thinking right now there's a couple there's a couple other ones but the last of us in particular um just had great cinematography had great um acting had one of the best tv episodes up there with like the bear like the episode with uh nick offerman that was like i feel like one of the best episodes tv this year mm-hmm. um so that's why i'm putting it on number one
0: yeah Um try to think um if there was anything the ones that are coming to mind like obviously like gen v was good um, uh, the bear was really good, but that was a season two and yeah. Gen V is a spinoff. I don't think a lot of people expected the last of Us adaptation to be as good as it was. So for that reason, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, it was so good.
0: Yeah. It's like, it, it's such a solid series. People are looking for reasons to hate it. Uh, And like, I'm sorry, there's no like discernible reason to actually uh, dislike it uh for like acting performances or anything like that. You are really uh scraping, scraping at the bottom of the barrel trying to find things to complain about with that show. Yeah. Uh, just say you don't like watching two dudes kissing and move on, you know? It, it's okay. You can you can be uncomfy at things. Uh just just don't mask it under uh it's bad writing. <laughs> uh got so shout out last of us. Uh it's a great series. Uh, I'm excited to see season two. I don't know if it's gonna follow the part two, but if it does, I'm sure we're in for another uh, completely balanced and uh normal
1: discussion for sure yeah definitely <laughs> uh so then we're gonna go totally not controversial season season two yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but second game at all yeah no
0: the this everyone loves the second game, and it's not something
2: they have to worry about uh so then we're going to go with let's see done yeah we did we did actor of the year comedy movie of the year yeah yeah i'll take the
0: comedy movie of the year uh and for the comedy movie of the year uh there's there wasn't a ton of movies obviously this year uh because of the strike just wanted to kind of go over some of the nominations before I give uh, mine. Obviously, there's things like Cocaine Bear, which, you know, uh, but there's also things like uh, Bottoms and Lady Ballers. Uh, <laughs> there's that movie. Uh, there's Leo. And uh, I guess you could throw in like TMNT in there. But I would give it to, uh, to lady, or I'm gonna give it to Lady or I'm going to give it to Bottoms. I don't know if uh, you'll veto that, but nope. I think Bottoms is uh surprised me as a movie. It very much reminded me of a lot of those early two thousands like high school movies, uh, which is one of my favorite like genres. Uh, but it kinda played with the just you know, concept of those and really really amped it up to like eleven in terms of like just the jokes and the actual comedy behind it. Yeah. Uh, So I recommend watching bottoms. Uh, You watch the trailer. I remember thinking it was going to be terrible Uh, by the trailer and ended up being a pleasant surprise. So I definitely recommend it. If you uh, want a few goofs and a few gaffs, a few silly, silly times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love it. Love the choice. Um, I think I will do action set piece of the year. Okay. So, one that stood above all else literally and figuratively uh it's the the motorbike the motorbike jump from mission impossible okay so this man tom cruise yeah went up on top of a mountain and rode a motorcycle off a cliff in in this, this is all real this is all this is all documented documented in a, in a featurette and he did a free fall into a parachute and then dove down. And then in the movie, he lands on top of a train. So pretty fucking sick. <laughs> and they crash that train at the end. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so that's got to be the action set piece of the year. Yeah, no,
0: I can't beat that. You can't beat that. Uh, so, yeah, no no arguments there. Obviously, there is some some decent ones uh, with like the hallway scene. Uh, But we already gave Guardians some love. John Um,
1: McFour has a really great one. Yep. With uh, Keanu fighting on some stairs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm with that.
2: Um, I'll go with the... You already did... I'll do... hmm, I'll do Actress of the Year. Okay. Because I think... I really want to give it to...
0: One in particular, and I just want to, I'm just confirming that this was a you're gonna say.
2: 2023, just confirming, uh, but I don't think you do know what I'm going to say because I'm going to get, think so. yeah, I'm going to
1: get it up. I feel like you would have known.
0: No, I just, I, I, I really just wanted to make sure I was going to pronounce this correctly. Um uh, but I'm gonna give it to uh one that and this might one might get vetoed, but I think her performance in this movie was uh nothing short of spectacular. And in a movie that has its flaws, I think everyone came out uh really liking her. And that's uh I'm in Velani. Oh,
1: Aman oh, Velani.
0: Aman Velani. Um plays Miss Marvel in the Marvels. Um, and she had an uphill battle being that she, her introduction was in a Disney plus show that not everybody watched. And she had to somehow come across as likable being the character that shouldn't be likable to most people, the fangirl girl uh, that's fawning over uh, Carol Danvers and the way she handled uh, that as well as just the criticism around the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think was just spectacular and I think that she deserves a lot of credit for she's a very young uh, actress and she handled everything with way more maturity than (laughs) all of these grown adults uh, doing this. So definitely uh, give props to
1: her. Yeah. Stood her own with Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson, which uh, impressive on its own.
0: Yeah. And I I do want to just clarify that I'm not saying she's the best actress, but this year, in terms of like impact uh on a movie uh that was talked about a lot maybe not a lot of people went and saw the marvels but it was sure talked about a lot yeah uh and i think everybody came away saying uh the same thing that she was the best part of the movie
1: yeah um i thought you were going to say ao a debris mm that would have been that would have been that would have been a good
0: one because you you have uh obviously bear season 2 and bottoms um uh, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And TMNT. Oh, <laughs> you should veto that then. I didn't. I forgot about TMNT. Yeah. She yeah. plays April. We got to give it to AO.
1: <laughs> she had a year. Yeah,
0: she had a year. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the, the Marvels uh, was a recent thing where we uh, recently were hearing all of this stuff. But in terms of actually dominating the entire year, uh, psh, Bottoms came out pretty early. Uh, bear season two came out pretty early and then towards towards the end of the year uh we got the tmnt and all of them uh great you could even potentially put her in the voice acting uh because she did great as april there so yeah definitely um really really standout performances especially i think in bottoms she really shined yeah um and she she has to share scenes with a uh, jaw. So
1: yeah, she absolutely kills it in the bear. Yeah. The scene where she like making that omelet. Yeah. Like, sprinkling the, cho- the, the potato chips on top. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm in so. agreement there. We'll, <laughs> we'll give it to her. Uh, so our actor and actress of the year is just the
1: bear. Cast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I'd <laughs> love to see it. Mm-hmm. So uh, best on screen chemistry is the one I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, and I will go with uh, Shameek Moore. Is that his name? and uh and Haley steinfeld for Mm -hmm. into the spider-verse yeah yeah no for sure i wasn't thinking about that one um yeah i thought that they were probably the the best on-screen relationship that i saw and uh two really great performances uh especially towards the end you could you could really like you could really feel i feel like the connection between miles and in gwen
0: yeah, and we're obviously just eagerly waiting for that uh that next one um to kind of see where that story goes. But I I just know that if they don't end up together in the end, I'm, I'm gonna be hurt. I'm gonna yeah. be hurt for sure because yeah. they've been they've been building that for a few years now. I'm emotionally investment, emotionally, emotionally, emotionally <laughs> It's getting it's getting there. Yeah, uh, I'm emotionally invested in that character uh at those characters and their relationships so uh if they do that to me i am going to throw a fit but that is fine um yeah so where where are we at with these I think, categories I think, we, I
1: think that's the that's the last one
0: do we we didn't do movie of the year
1: oh yeah we did not do movie of the year
0: look at that we saved it for last save the best for last um we could even each
1: pick a movie of the year yeah
0: yeah uh well my movie of the year we're talking about it right now was spider Verse um and if i also just want to give a shout out to uh barbie cuz we haven't really talked yeah. about barbie too and much i was thinking i was like we have comedy talked barbie of the year at all. i yeah. was thinking it for comedy of the year but i was trying to pick between bottoms and barbie uh and uh, i'm going bottoms just cuz i think it it at lower budget um and i think it did more with less uh i i totally understand if you have barbie above it though yeah. I just think that Bottoms as a comedy is a bit better. Uh, as a movie, as a spectacle, uh, I could definitely give that to Barbie. I think Barbie might be the better movie. I think Bottoms is the better comedy. Yeah. Suck on that.
1: <laughs> Barbie also best unexpected musical number with, the, uh, mm. with uh, Ken playing a guitar on the beach. Yes. Good shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and also just best wardrobe. I'll, I'll give him that as well. Yeah. Best costumes goes to Barbie. Uh, but movie of the year, mine is going to be uh, Across the Spider Verse.
1: Mine is Oppenheimer. Oh, okay. Yeah, watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, just felt like felt felt something afterwards. Like like the movie really made me just like I don't know think about things. Just think about just like the world in general, you know? And I feel like those are, those are the best kind of movies, but also I just like on the rewatch, um, I felt like it was even better. Um, I felt like there's three distinct like parts in the movie. And I think that like each one, like each hour complements the other hours really well. So you got the first hour of them all like gathering all the scientists for Los Alamos, second hours up until the trinity test and then after and then the third hours afterwards and i think that each one has like almost like its own like narr- mini narratives inside of them and uh i thought like it was great greatly directed directed fantastic um killian murphy great performance robert downey jr great so yeah oppenheimer's my movie of the year
2: okay
0: Uh, obviously we're we're allowing both so yeah yeah i uh, i will kind of talk a bit more about Cross the spider-verse just with i the reason it's my movie of the year is not only is it groundbreaking i think uh in terms of animation uh yes tmnt has a similar animation style but it does not have the same quality uh in terms of the amount of stuff that's going on the frame rates um and just how they play with uh the soundtrack and different styles uh and just having like 2d and 3d and just stuff that we never thought would be possible uh on like a big budget like screen like that for that long of a movie yeah uh it's just really stylized really well written uh we've talked about it before i'm sure uh but i i think it's some of the best writing you're gonna get out of like a comic book movie uh especially when you watch the first into the second uh and then hopefully into the third they continue uh, yeah. with just how tight the story has been and yeah uh absolutely no complaints about just like the direction that they went and uh the way the movie like moves it's a it's a longer movie uh but it's paced really well yeah. and guess I'll go into some Oppenheimer here cuz I watched Oppenheimer for the first time a couple days ago mm-hmm. uh it was 2 days ago now uh so I've had a couple sleeps on it um and I, I will preference that. Uh, I, am, I am not on, as big on Christopher Nolan movies as other people are. Uh, I don't think they're quite, quite as grandiose as uh, they're often portrayed to be. Uh, not that they're bad movies in any sense, but I do think that a lot of times the messages in them are kind of the same messages as a lot of movies, uh, but they're portrayed in a way that makes them seem more complex. I yeah. Think. And it's just like, okay, (laughs) but, uh, and that's, I think on display in Oppenheimer, but it's, it's told really well in a lot of like the message of Oppenheimer is like the, like it's, it's a message that has been screamed at us for the last hundred years. Yeah. Uh, and it's also something that is not new, but it's, it's done really well. It's done in a way that's, pretty fresh for you know this genre uh which i don't know exactly what you would consider this historical drama action genre ish yeah um but i thought i thought it was good uh i thought uh, i think you made a great point about the the three different pieces uh of the movie and how they do uh kind of both mirror each other and also kind of blend into each other. Yeah. Um, and that helps out the pacing of a three hour movie a lot. Yeah. You have to have almost chapters and I think it does that really, really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too many complaints about it. It's an extremely well made movie. Uh I I guess I didn't I just didn't feel um uh, I don't know, moved by it in any way. Yeah. It was just kind of like a like oh this is not, and and maybe I need to rewatch it. Um, uh, like you said, it was not until your second rewatch that you it, able to appreciate it. And I I just had it on the monitor. Maybe I need to put it on the big screen, make it a TV thing, <laughs> or uh, and see where we go from there. It's definitely one that I'm open to watching again. Yeah. Um, and it was it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, given how much like I disliked Dunkirk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Need a more Jack Quaid, though, huh? Need more Jack Quaid. <laughs> Always more Jack Quaid. More man. Jack Quaid.
0: <laughs> uh, now we're going to go ahead and get into our 2024, our life in 2024, and our life in 2024 is going to continue with our rots and tots. Yep. Uh, after the first month of December, I'm 4-0, oh, riding high, Trent, you're 2-2. Two and two. Yep. So you got to make up some this change time. this
1: time, though. I got a good feeling.
0: All right. We're going to give you first pick. You could pick a rot or a tot, uh, whatever movie you want.
1: Um, You say any of them? A yeah. Rot or a tot? Any of them. And then I'll, I will take the reverse. All right. I'm going to take a tot. And I'm going to go with Jason Statham's The Beekeeper. Okay. <laughs> so this, uh, I saw a trailer of this. Uh, Looks like a Jason Statham movie. Mm-hmm. Uh looks like looks like the equalizer or uh one of those movies. But uh I don't know, I feel like uh feel like it might be might be good. All
2: right, all right.
0: I can go with that. Um what I will say is I, since you're doing a tot, I gotta do a rot, and I'm gonna take the Beekeeper as my rot. Okay. Uh it's directed by David Ayer. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> I, which doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, yeah. Uh, but the that's my strategy going into <laughs> David this. Ayer. Okay, is uh, is I'm gonna be, and it has Josh Hutch- Hutchinson in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you know my strategy going in is just go off directors, and David Ayer, uh, doesn't have the best track record for me. Uh, and yeah, Jason Statham, he's a certainly a guy. He's a cool guy, but is he enough to? make a movie we're about to find out on January 12th 2024
1: was the meg 2 rotten you know
0: meg 2 probably was not rotten i feel like all the meg movies are always just like fresh yeah probably they're always like it 70% is. fresh yeah it's 27% <laughs> <laughs> nice
1: nice so looking 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 good for that for uh, that beekeeper one
0: so uh now i will take a uh tot and I'm gonna take a, maybe a controversial tot, but I, I genuinely think that this is gonna be an enjoyable movie. And the way uh, Rotten Tomato works, as we all know, is just it being enjoyable, recommended or not. Uh, so I'm taking Mean Girls. Uh, it's gonna be a musical. It's gonna be uh, capitalizing on the nostalgia-driven world we live in today. And I think this is gonna be the first uh, big hit uh, since Barbie. I think this movie probably does some decent numbers uh just given the cultural rev- relevant relevance of mean girls today uh and I think it's going to be a decent movie. I don't think we're going to be seeing anything in the 90%s, but I think this is going to be a solid high 70s uh low 80s movie that uh does really well at the box
2: office.
1: Okay. So, I'll go with a rot next. Mm-hmm. So, I will go with um a new or uh Jake Johnson's directing debut Ooh. called Self Reliance. Shout out Jake Johnson. So you might know Jake Johnson from New Girl. Um, it's probably his most famous role. Or Spider-Verse, as we were uh we were talking about it. He plays Ben Benjamin B. Parker in Spider-Verse. But uh Or from the challenge documentary. <laughs> is he in a challenge documentary? Yeah, he's a big challenge fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Um but yeah, I uh Normally, directorial debuts, I feel like, don't do very well. Critics or box office. But, uh, so yeah, I'm taking that as my, as my rot. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, now your tot,
1: your second tot. So my second tot was going to be Mean Girls. Because that's the, I feel like that's the that's the obvious answer. Should've taking that
2: first then yeah
1: um i'll go with the keith stanfield uh biblical movie called uh the book of clarence (laughs) okay (laughs) so uh yeah don't know much about it it's you're
0: just assuming it's good book of clarence yep all right (laughs) uh so then that was your second tot yep you have one more rot i have uh both a rot and a tot to do Uh, So for my rot, uh, I honestly, like the two, it's funny because the the two that I picked out were Beekeeper as a rot and uh, Book of Clarence as a (laughs) rot. So we're going head to head. So uh, I'm going Book of Clarence. Uh, I think biblical, biblical, biblical movies. Uh, historical movies in general have a very high probability to get panned. Yeah. If they're not historically accurate, if they're not entertaining, if they're not believable, uh, there's a lot that can go wrong uh, with biblical movies. So I'm, I'm, that's my thought there. Uh, however, I, from what I'm seeing, it looks like it's got actually pretty interesting. So uh could... A
1: decent cast. Yeah,
0: it, it'll probably be good. But there's not a ton. Uh, and I... In reality I probably should switch these but I'm for my second Todd, I'm taking Night Swim. Uh it's a directed by uh Bryce McGuire, right? And it's starring Wyatt Russell. Okay. So, uh Wyatt Russell, you know, um uh, Amer- Captain America uh Amer- agent agent What Secret is agent Secret- US agent? US agent. Uh also obviously the son of Kurt Russell. Yep. Uh and from what I've looked into, Bryce McGuire, uh, he is kind of a disciple of Sam Rainey. So uh, you have kind of like a little next generation. Instead of Kurt Russell, you got Wyatt Russell. And okay. instead of Sam Rainey, we got Bryce McGuire. So <laughs> uh, it's coming out January 5th. So soon we'll see if that's good. It's a horror movie. I'm imagining it's going to be another one of those, like, you know, it takes us $10 million to make, and hopefully it's going to make. 200 300 million at the box office that's their hope uh and i can see it so that's my second tot and uh what's you have one last rot yeah
1: so i got one more rot it is uh kevin hart's new netflix movie called lift oh that's a that's a money one right there. yeah yeah so uh do you need to know more i i would like to though (laughs) i think uh it's a heist movie okay um it says
2: um, it is
1: starring yep just kevin Hart ice movie um, starring kevin Hart uh fifty mil- five hundred million dollars in gold uh <laughs> that they try to steal as it is being transported mid flight that's
0: gotta be heavy, yeah I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds like a rough one, so uh solid pick there yep, i uh, all right. So that is our rots and our tots. My two rots are the Beekeeper and the Book of Clarence. And then my two tots are going to be Night Swim and Mean Girls.
1: What are yours? For? And mine are um, the Beekeeper and Book of Clarence as my tots to go against Ty's rots. Yo. And uh, Lift and Self-Reliance is my, are my rots. Nice, nice. So,
0: uh, if anyone forgot how that works, essentially, if it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes uh, after release, that's one and zero, that's a win. If it is rotten or whatever you predict, you get it, you get it. Yeah. But uh, that is our show, I think. Yeah. Let's see. You, you, do you got...
1: want me to? Uh, do you want to see my letterbox stats?
0: Oh yeah. Let's let's go through Trent's letterbox stats before we sign off. Uh, as he's getting those pulled up, I'll say uh thank you for listening this year uh as we go into 2024 we're definitely going to be putting the foot on the pedal and uh trying to figure out uh what exactly this show is and uh i thank anybody that has uh watched any of these even for a few minutes as we uh get into that so
1: yeah yeah. and uh hopefully hopefully we got some more stuff coming with the variant cast uh I'd yeah. love to love to get a guest on here at some point.
0: Yeah, we need a guest, uh, talking about maybe even having three people. Um uh, need someone maybe that uh just just has like the terrible takes. Yeah. Uh, because me and Trent, uh, we have pretty similar like views on movies and stuff. Uh which, you know, it, it we we enjoy talking about it, but maybe maybe you want to see some conflict. Yeah. Uh and other than me saying Oppenheimer isn't that great <laughs> that's all i got that's all i got for you guys
1: i'm yeah. sorry all right so i watched uh logged 133 movies this year nice not, not bad not bad but uh this is this is the meat of it right here mm-hmm. it's a topped actor watched jonah hill whoa <laughs> yeah. okay because um so i watched uh i rewatched the 20 the 21 jump street movies because uh kirsten had never watched them then I That'll watched it. Then I watched war dogs with him and miles teller. Mm. And then I watched money ball again. Cause I hadn't seen that in a while. Mm. And then uh, he just showed up in Django Unchained when I watched it. <laughs> 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 and, and obviously he's in a wolf of wall street too. So yeah, that, he was my top watched actor um, with the number two being Vin Diesel. Mm. Mostly because he plays group and uh, when did this become beautiful world? <laughs> so yeah, just, guardians i watched guardians three three times so that that was that was why vin diesel's up there and then um let's go to most watched directors james gunn uh tied with martin scorsese and chris nolan (laughs) (laughs) top watch watch directors that's that's hilarious (laughs) top three yeah very base top three yeah
0: um, so yeah
1: that was that was about it <laughs> that's uh that's
0: 2023 for you um and like i said appreciate everybody for watching and make sure to catch us next week when we uh probably gonna be talking a little percy jackson maybe talk a little um
1: yeah yeah got a few maybe we'll give some predictions of the year
0: oh yeah we got a lot of movies coming out this year uh that got delayed because of the strikes so uh hopefully we'll see a bit of an uptick in yeah. what uh what's happening uh big big stuff with uh marvel and dc news coming through so if you're interested in that make sure you stick around because no matter where this show goes i'm sure that will always be a big part of it so yeah uh like i said appreciate you all and uh happy new year
1: happy new year guys thanks for listening
0: thank you